Okay, welcome back to A Dark Tale. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. With me is the man who's always steering this train, James. How you doing tonight? I'm excellent. That is high praise. Well, I mean, you got the whole... <laughs> You know, you're running the show, today, honestly. I'm, yeah, today I'm steering. Okay. What do you got for us tonight? So today we don't have a dark tale. We have a weird tale. Why do you say that? Because today we're telling the tale of John McAfee. John, the John the McAfee? John McAfee. A household name, even though you may not immediately recognize it. John McAfee was the founder of McAfee Antivirus Software. Of so course. McAfee it's... Associates, which created McAfee antivirus software which is came as a default installation to yeah. many computers nationwide possibly it's worldwide. still on my phone yeah <laughs> your phone it could like you said it comes default installed Get rid of it well i think i did uninstall it okay actually. as john McAvee himself said i think in uh, 2013 it's a garbage piece of software that should be immediately deleted my name is john McAfee. i'm the founder of the McAfee antivirus software company Although I've had nothing to do with this company for over 15 years, I still get volumes of mail asking, how do I uninstall this software? I have no idea. As I said, I've had nothing to do with McAfee software for over 15 years. I've had more pressing things to do. He's out of his mind. We'll get into that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where the story is going to keep taking us. Anybody who knows the tale of John McAfee already knows how strange it gets. In fact, looking into his background, it gets a little muddled because not a lot is completely known about his, his like history, like his autobiographical life. Uh, he was born in Cinderford, Forest, Dean, Forest of Dean, Gloucestershire, UK. Way too many words for a country. Okay, Cinderford, England. Okay, good enough. Yeah. But he didn't stay there. I, how long was he there? I don't even know how long. Kubrick. There goes the dog. He's, oh, because he dropped his ball. The only way to actually do a true crime podcast, the only way to do a true crime podcast is with a uh, dog nearby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Relieves the tension. Mm -hmm. We don't know how long he He's was spent in, in the UK. No, no. So his father was American military. And uh, his mo his mother was a uh, native British. Okay. Uh, he was raised in Salem, Virginia, though. So he spent most of his life, I think, in America. Or well, I know. Up in America. I read up that his father committed suicide when he was fifteen. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm guessing. I don't know how true this may be that he spent most of his time, most of his childhood in the UK, and then when his after his father's suicide, maybe moved to the states with mom. I. I genuinely don't know the timeline his father did commit suicide when he was 15 he, he described him as an abusive alcoholic right um makes you wonder you know yes. looking ahead did that that definitely had some sort of impact well he says no it didn't i'm going to jump ahead here during his presidential candidacy in 2016 yeah a little um, foreshadowing <laughs> He said people always try to look at the past to try to explain the present and try to dismiss um, any effect of his, his childhood. His dad's suicide. Yeah, his, his specifically his dad's suicide, but his childhood overall. Um, I've, I've read that he had pretty much erratic behavior for most of his childhood, so I would, I would most definitely guess it had an effect. Um, but he received good, rem remarkable grades his entire academic right. career. Smart uh, kid. Yeah, he went on and he, uh, he received his bachelor's in mathematics from uh, Ro Roanoke, 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 Virginia. Yeah, Roanoke, yeah. Virginia. Uh, Roanoke College in 1967. Um, he was always a self-described businessman. He began by selling magazines door to door. He says he did quite well. So when I would sit for 30 minutes and find out which payment plan she would like to pay for these free magazines. 
<laughs> Would she like to choose? Good fucking God, run the numbers. I would close 15 a day. But back then, $1,500 a day half of went straight into my pocket. Okay, plus a percentage of residual. It's like, I mean, why would anybody want to be a gangster and rob banks? When you do this shit. So those are his foundations as an entrepreneur. He got his bachelor's degree. He the next year out of college, he got employed by NASA as a programmer. Wow. Yeah. When uh, year did he graduate? Nineteen sixty-seven. Okay. Uh, so he was employed by NASA as a businessman. He worked there for like about two years. He got employed somewhere else. He helped build the first Xerox operating system. Um. Yeah. Following that, he was later employed by the Lockheed Corporation in the eighties. Uh, that's where he got his hands on the first copy of the brain computer virus, which was the first major confu- uh, computer virus for um, for the mo- Microsoft operating systems. Oh, okay. So this was like the first. This is completely out of my realm of yeah, knowledge. Yeah, this was the introduction to the world of uh, computer viruses. Basically, he was he was the tip of the sp- the spear, honestly. Yeah. Like in the world. Right. So his. You can understand where his fortune came from. Absolutely. It was entirely self-built, too. Computers themselves were just just becoming a household item, I guess. Exactly. And that's that's really how he uh, generated the business. So after, I think he said he looked at that code and he just kind of like, he he just kind of plucked out some things and he rearranged some things and he built the first copy of McAfee antivirus within I think that afternoon. So he developed that in 1987. Um, that's so when that's he, when the company essentially was established. Yeah, he founded McAfee Associates, McAfee Associates in 1987. Okay, and, um, they were they were a startup still. They were okay. Like, yeah, like the, the the fortune hadn't been made just from him discovering oh computer virus security. Yeah, you know. It was very much a startup. It was people in a small office making calls like, oh, you got to doing tech support and making sales calls and just tech support over the phone for what businesses? For, and... Yeah, for the businesses that they've sold the, the security software to. And okay. you know, it was, yeah, because people didn't know how to use it back then. So you had to have tech support on hand. And they, it's really they, groundbreaking stuff. It was. Those people themselves didn't even know how to use it until he hired them and kind of showed them how to do everything. People loved working for him. Sure. Um, yeah, he seemed like a, uh, you know, a, a big personality to be around. It, yeah, he was a big personality. He was a free spirit. Uh, this is described uh, by his his coworkers. Uh, so that kind of like set the stage for his his the the culture of his office, which others would describe as cult like. The uh, in the documentary Gringo, which we'll be referring to, cult like in the sense that everybody would work themselves to the bone to make sure that John was satisfied with the work that they were doing, that they were putting out for him. They wanted to just please him. Okay. Kind of like a uh, free-spirited Wolf of Wall Street. Like I was, that's what I was picturing too. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you Jordan got, Belfort. Yeah, you yeah. got you got one guy at the at the forefront who's leading a team, and leading he, a, and he's a just, charge. He, he's got such energy and passion. It's like fuck. I just want to be a part of this. Yeah, you know. So he, yeah, a little cult like. Um, but yeah, they they said he wasn't like a suit and tie kind of guy. So that was that was very attractive to people who. Who, anti-establishment yeah but at the same time could work a steady job and get a really good paycheck and right yeah do good work um so a promising future in the earlier in the late 80s yeah. early 90s for for mcafee and associates yeah they also held sex contests oh in the office oh um, in the office yeah well yeah. that's something to look forward to on fridays yeah that's that's friday that's casual fridays his version of casual fridays was um that Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what the point... I don't know how how that... I mean, that's so far... How do you facilitate that? But apparently between that and, like, uh, Jordan Belf- Belford, like, with the Wolf on Wall Street, apparently that's just what offices were like. <laughs> like startup offices were just, like... Were they all parts. doing coke? Were they all on drugs? I, I don't think anybody mentioned it, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he had a very relaxed policy. 
relaxed isn't the word. I mean, they're having sex in the office. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's, but that's different from drug use, Joe. <laughs> You're right. But I'm just saying it may lend a hand into the behavior. Yeah. I, uh, I probably. Uh, I mean, during this time, too, <clears throat> excuse me, he, he was a good businessman. Not only did he fulfill the world's, like, first need of uh, antivirus and security software, he kind of generated a lot of the hype that told you that you needed the software. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so he kind of fed the beast. Yeah, he was he was often behind the headlines as the security expert saying they can and you know, bah, 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 they got you and the bah, and it erased right, everything. Right, you know? right. So, it's so like, he knew how to shit. play the play the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, bitch. <laughs> totally. So the reason I'm doing these videos is I got to keep this. I got to keep the public interest in me. Yep. Right. Well, I can do it by doing any number of things, being a bad guy, being a good guy, being a fool, being all three at once, uh, whatever it takes. He's always known how to play the game, it seems. Interesting. Um, so this is all uh, just kind of a, a preamble as to, to what actually happens in the future. Yeah, this is, this is him gaining freedom, which I'm sure... That's a good is, way of is, putting is, things. I'm sure this, that's how he sees it. Especially after... You know, selling off his his fortune in what ninety four ninety four. So yeah, he didn't he didn't even stick with the company too long. He just he he fucked off. He sold his shares and uh, amassed his fortune, which he used to fuel other business ventures. Others, okay. others which were not as uh, popular or successful. But nonetheless, he remained successful. Yeah, he 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 held on to his fortune during that time too. He. Opened up a, a yoga studio. He he bought 280 acres of land in Colorado. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, he, That's a lot of land. He bought a vista of land. Like, <laughs> like he bought a horizon. And uh, he opened up a huge yoga studio there. Well, I say huge, but like, I mean, it was... On the, 280 acres, yeah. Yeah, yeah but... There's it, not much that's huge, yeah, except the but, mountains that it's... Right. Occupying. He, he opened up this, this yoga and meditation center up there nonetheless, and it was supposedly very beautiful it was a very you know beautiful i'm sure building. colorado could hold about like 25 people comfortably with beds and everything and he invited people to come in and where he would hold yoga courses and meditation courses all free of charge you could stay there and live, basically live there well how is he how is he paying for it i mean i know he's rich but it how is he paying instructors? He has other... Well, I mean, he himself is an instructor, too. He wrote, like, five books on the subject, which he later kind of says is all bullshit, but he was really into it at the time. He, this is, he was just wow. really into this at the time. This is what... So if somebody, he was really into yoga and meditation and... So being, that's what happened when he was really so into when, yoga. Okay, so anything he put his mind to, he basically turned into a flourishing... I got, I got not real. necessarily financially, but you know, obviously people took to him. Yeah, yeah, because he still, because he was, he opened this and he was apparently very, still very genuine. People liked him. They said he was enlightened. He had this personality that drew people to him, and he, it seemed like he actually didn't care about a fortune all while maintaining a fortune. Right. He didn't maintain. <laughs> uh, the 2008 collapse happened. He lost uh, allegedly a lot of money. Uh, he was supposedly worth around a hundred million before, and by 2009 he was only worth like a tenth of that. Supposedly not even ten million. But uh, he denies much of the public yeah, speculation yeah, about in, his in wealth. In that documentary, she's like, "So you lost a lot of money, huh?" And he's like, "No, I have accounts. <laughs> I have, I have, I have secret proxies." None of which have my name on it. You'll never find the trail or something like he's. I'll admit I don't know much about McAfee, but that documentary you mentioned Gringo is. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because documentaries can be. Uh, they're definitely not always objective. Oh no, I don't think they're objective at all. In regards to David Middleton's story, I feel like it's pretty clear. So. Yeah. So let's get to that. Um, he sold off his, his uh, estate. He sold off all his possessions and uh, and everything else. And he's like, I'm tired of this. And he went, he took a trip to Belize. Mm. Why Belize? The public reason was because he was going to 
build a pharmaceutical, like an alternative pharmaceutical company in the heart of the jungle of Belize using their natural resources and, and flora to create new antibiotics and other medicines. That's what he said. That's that, what he That's claimed. what he said. I feel like maybe he went there just because it's cheap living. Yeah. And he had, he still had a nice chunk of change in the bank. Yeah. yeah. He moved to San Pedro, which is allegedly one of the nicest places to live on in Belize. Co uh, coastal property. Okay. Right on the beach. Um, he didn't spend too long there before he uh, he checked out some other property. He, he he told his friend he wanted to visit some ruins, and he took him to, uh, I forget so the he name. wanted to go off the grid, off he, the grid. Yeah, he just wanted to check out some ruins, apparently. And uh, he took him to some nearby ones uh, in the Orange Walk district, still in Belize, uh, in a, and he... He liked. He just liked the area. He said so. He he settled into this foxy town called Carmelita. I like that song. Carmelita. Never heard that song. No, I haven't. Well, I'm not about to sing it. Please. <laughs> maybe you can well, interject some more. Yeah, here's five seconds of it before we get copyright stricken. Wow, I love that song. It is a good song. <laughs> I love that song. So this is just a Despite the contents of the chorus. <laughs> I'll laugh later. It's a good song. I'll laugh during editing. <laughs> um, so he settled in there and he, this was a, just a village of no more than 1,500 residents. It's small. And he, uh, he still has his uh, fortune, really. Right. Right. Yeah, he employed a lot of people in the village to... Wasn't he, like, gifting the government with certain, for lack of a better word, utilities, like guns and uh, boats for the police force? Was he doing that while he was living in San Pedro, or did he... Yeah. Oh, he did. You're absolutely right. During that time, he's he's gifting things to the police and, and the local government. Yeah. Which right. is a very, very small government. Yeah, I think it's... um. I think he said uh, it's the whole thing is maybe like ten thousand people. Okay, my point being, it's very easily corruptible. Yes. Yeah, he moved over to Carmelita and he he employed the local village to just build some new property. He was paying like more than double what the average worker was making. Yeah. In the area, so he, like working for him was good. People yeah. Came if to it, I think I remember, it was something like if the average worker was making two hundred dollars a day, John was paying four. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Just to go, and he wasn't. This wasn't like a small crew of three or four people. He employed a a, a yeah, decent amount of people. Dozens. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, um. Yeah. Hacking down plants uh, uh building foundation literally start to finish they built property. a lab they built you know different um bungalows yeah they, he had a whole different camp of bungalows yeah but not not only uh did he pay them well on top of that he was very generous in paying for water or food or helping uh the people working for him like build their own houses or finish their houses respectively like he was he was genuinely a good person to work for again is, is yeah. what we hear. Yeah. Yeah, so from then on, he started working with uh, microbiologist Allison Adonisio. For this pharmaceutical job that he was job, setting yeah. up? Yeah. Um, she says she makes some serious accusations. Yeah, so she basically says that... And I'm not saying I don't believe or disbelieve. No, no. I don't know how I feel about... Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Like, Because we're, we're basically there anyway. So he's now in Carmelita, and he's he's based out of there, and he brings a lot of press in regularly to because he's trying to drum up some some um, I guess venture capitalists. He's trying to yeah, uh, yeah, he's trying to create buzz about what he's doing, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He wants investments. I, Allison really said no progress had been made. There wasn't really anything to show, and uh, he's like, "It's fine." Well, she what was her? charge like what 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 was her background first she, of all she, 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 uh, microbiologist she was a microbiologist and she, was, and she like, was in charge of making well run this lab that john had set up yeah. for these 
I assume she had done some All sort natural of natural re- pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I assume she had done some sort of research prior. He'd probably looked into her. So she had certain expectations that yeah. she for herself. Yeah, he was probably saying, "I can fund your research as well." It was probably mutual too. Right. Um. Yeah. So, uh, but there wasn't a lot of progress. There just wasn't a lot of progress to be made because you can't just jump into the jungles of Belize and expect to develop brand new antibiotics that haven't been seen or heard of before right you know which he is exactly what he's claiming they're doing yes yeah he during the time of bringing in the uh, press he's like saying things are going good he's telling allison to put like just dyed coloring and bottles and there's actual pictures of them just like holding these bottles of just pink fluid and smiling at cameras and she's in the background going so it's like a movie set it yeah yeah it's but it's but it's so detailed like that's they have tables of bottles and samples and everything and it's seemingly legit but nothing is being done so I don't know. All that is just show. And he says it's fine because we're just trying to get people interested and we get people interested and that's just business. Yeah. That's what he says. It's just business. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was some sort of cover for whatever else he had going on, which I suspect is some illegal drug operation or what have you. Because why else? Really? I, I, I mean, I'm just trying to fit some puzzle pieces together in my mind. Why else are you gifting this small government with what uh, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of assets, then moving to the reclusive part of the jungle to open up this, you know, pharmaceutical laboratory and bring in one one scientist, one American scientist that is making virtually no progress as per her claims, mm-hmm. and then you know just lie to her consistently about oh yeah you know we're we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting and just he's obviously got something else going on maybe, in my mind maybe in your mind i i didn't even see it that way i genuinely believed he was trying to start some sort of business his way mm. i think he was could be i could be totally wrong but this is just okay this is kind of where my mind goes yeah i no, i agree with you there's far more effective ways to uh to do anything right <laughs> yeah i mean there's could... also way more effective ways of just opening and running a yoga studio as a businessman you can set up shop in you know new york or la or wherever Hell you want to no. be wherever you want to be no. miami not when you're john mcafee john mcafee is well a... this is what i'm saying this is what a normal everyday yeah, businessman but, but he's also a staunch libertarian he believes in freedom to the extreme he does not like oversight he doesn't like right he okay he does yeah he doesn't like people he does or do uh, he doesn't like the bureaucracy and red tape that we have a lot of yeah um okay. i genuinely think that's 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 why i that makes sense that's though. why i genuinely believe he thought he was just gonna jump in and be able to pull something off because He's a fucking madman, and madmen always pull shit off in his mind yeah. because he's been pulling shit off. He's been acing it for years, so right, why the right. fuck not? Yeah, that's what. But so that's what I'm saying. That it's also a, there's more effective ways of just owning a successful yoga studio. He could have just employed other people at a more at a, at a successful spot, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be the yoga studio where people became enlightened or something, and then that didn't pan out. And then he's like, okay, so he's gonna be. He's going to go into the middle of a different country where his money is worth yeah, I guess four times right. as much. Yeah, looking at it from that point of view, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But, but yeah, so he's going to go to his it's country. It's kind of understandable. Oh, John's off on another venture. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's wild. I don't know. I haven't heard from him in months, but I hear he's in Belize. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. He's been pulling the shit off his whole life. So... She was she was getting pretty frustrated though that nothing was happening. This and is Allison. Allison, yeah. yeah. Um, during his time there, as things went on, he 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 started to grow way more paranoid. Um, partially because he kind of seemed always like a paranoid person, but also because he was right to be paranoid. He he even admits he says it, he should have st- uh, been less obtrusive. Is, okay. ha- is how he puts it. Um, just being a white man in of fortune, 
uh, just injecting himself into a tiny town and right. Yeah, he, he says he was kind of painting a target on his back for some crime, and he he doesn't even hold it against the criminals. Um, okay, but, yeah, yeah, just thinking logically in that regard. Yeah, it's like he's a weirdly sound person, which is I think the with shades of insanity. The head he he sends out the headlines of insanity, and then you get to the interviews of him where he sounds like a normal person and that convinces you that it's all minimalized and logical exactly that any bullshit you hear about him is crazy but i i think that's by design yeah beat me soundly uh until i confessed to a multitude of sins uh, including i guess the murder of jimmy hoffa and then uh then then to simply execute me uh and the execution would be the, the the preferred method in here in belize the People die in prison constantly. And I did not kill him. Good Lord. Well, I just can't I just can't consider myself doing anything like that. Fifteen years ago I had some beautiful software and they took it over. I don't know what they did. It was like the time I hired that Bangkok prostitute to do my taxes while I fucked my accountant. It was terrible. The same fucking thing is going on now. But I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. Believe me, I've got a fucking solution right here. Good guy being a fool, being all three at once, uh, whatever it takes. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's because he's he is he's he's a liar. He's definitely a liar. He's oh liar. yeah. Um, he's he is extreme. So she tries to get out of there, right? Yeah, but that's. She yeah so she she's she wants or to get out ahead? a little bit but only because she's she, only because she's growing uh, frustrated with the lack of progress on her work and she's growing scared because due to John's increased paranoia he is continually continually arming his himself and his security detail to the teeth and expanding it right so, and his I don't mean to interrupt his compound is kind of spread out over. A jungle area, yeah, and then it's near a bridge, if I recall yeah, rightly. And um, there's like a security or a toll booth. One of his, one of his, uh, one of his guys said, "Oh no, no, it wasn't it? Wasn't one of his guys?" But yeah, you're right. Uh, somebody said it was right by a toll booth that basically all buses and all. So he saw all the traffic. That, yeah, yes, everybody saw his house. Right, everybody saw it. And there's I, is was there fences or yeah. walls? Or, yeah, there yeah, were, yeah. Yeah, okay. no one, no one really tried to break in and until, mess with him until David Middleton, which we'll get to. But his security detail grew. He, uh, he, he, anywhere he went, he routinely had up to twelve dudes with him, which armed to the teeth, armed to the teeth in uniforms. Uh, he wanted to create this, this aura around him. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure, if, as a citizen of Belize outside looking in. He definitely had that aura about him. I mean, he's what? What is it? The militia with, walks with him. Yeah, even his own guys. He he employed people with huge rap sheets who couldn't get work elsewhere. They were like, so happy to have work, and he knew that these people wouldn't like run out on him. You know. So these were convicted felons in his employ. Yeah, Tino Tino Allen, one of them. He, he had a he had like a convicted twenty two uh, on twenty two different charges, and he expressed that to John. He's like, hey, I got a long sheet and he's like i don't care i know you're not going to run out on me and i know you won't run out in a firefight he's like no i won't and you look at him you you could tell he won't but john kind of spun it to make it like he was doing the guy tino a favor hey this guy can't get work i'm yeah. giving him a job yeah he doubled he doubled up on political points with it yeah i mean i i can even kind of agree with it like because i mean shit even from that from the three-second interview of, of Tino Allen, it's like, hey, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he talks about the the mystique too. He's like, yeah, we get the you know, you put on these these glasses, and he, he kind of gives like this look and like this I, is Tino you're talking yeah, about. Tino. It's about building up the mystique of an, an aura of of his security detail, and I get it. Like when I was a marine, like you're the military is comprised of children. <laughs> like 18 and 19 and yeah, 20 year olds yeah. just out of high school and don't know what they're doing with their lives. You put a uniform on them and some fucking Oakley sunglasses and an M4 and they're like, I'm a fucking badass. You do that to a convicted felon who knows he's a fucking badass. Uh, he's validating everything. This image, you know? Not only is he validating, he's funding it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So she want uh, Allison still wanted out. So because the rightly the secu- so the security de- it was just getting to be too much. No progress. Um, this poor little white girl in, yeah. in Belize. <laughs> <laughs> so surrounded by the militia of John yeah. McAfee. Yeah. So uh, she was upset one day, and she went to share her frustrations with John. Um, and she alleges that John then brought her a couple of pills and some orange juice just to calm her down. And then from then her memory went fuzzy, but she remembers flashes of, of, of John standing over her naked. Yeah. Which she, then she went back to her, her bungalow and, and cried in the shower. Um, well, it's not just ran back, but she woke up naked and yes. she never remembered taking her clothes off. And, she said she got dressed. She didn't even get fully dressed and ran back, yeah, to to her own bungalow to to cry in the shower. And that's got to be a, uh, I don't even know how to. It's terrible. It's frightening, and not nearly as frightening as what immediately happened afterwards. She again went to John because she she's like, I need to get out. She of went here. back to him. Yeah, she she. Uh, let's see. I thought she just booked it out of there. No, no. She tried to confront him again. And, oh, shit, girl. And, and, you got bigger balls than well, I do. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what is she going to do, right? Like, <laughs> What does she do? She um, she went to him again. He ignored everything. He, he pretended it never happened, apparently. Um, yeah, she, she said she was leaving, and he apparently got into a big frenzy saying, you're, you're not leaving. You're staying here. And she, she ran back and went to email her dad and tried to book a flight online, and then he cut the power. Or excuse me, she went to the lab to trash the samples and reagents, the things he could possibly use against others. I have no idea what she means by that. But she trashed the lab. She goes back to her bungalow where she emails her dad and she buys a plane ticket just as the power is cut. Then John comes out to her bungalow, starts pounding on the door, cursing and yelling. And then he suddenly leaves. He returns again, this time with a gun, and he continues to yell and scream and pound on the door. She says that he very easily could have broken in the door, and she has no idea why he chose not to. But eventually he left. I think he went back into his compound or whatever. She texted some friends, and then they got her on the flight home. Uh, but after that, the you know the the lab was trashed, so his venture was fucked, and he said that was that was a good thing because at, during this time he grew more concerned with the immediacy of the human suffering around him. What the hell does that mean? Meaning he had been, uh, nearly, there have been twelve separate attempts on his life or kidnap to kidnap him within a year, and. Again, he didn't hold it against them. He he publicly said that this was um, just a symptom of like the poverty and situations of the people of the country. Right. Which yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not you, wrong. You did mention this. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not wrong. So, right. So he's probably uh, feeling good about himself. I'm averaging one kidnapping attempt a year. Yeah. So he he feels unpopular. Yeah. Which maybe those numbers are buffed up. Maybe they're not. I, I feel like maybe they are, but at the same time, I also feel like he maybe may, there were maybe attempts on his life for to kidnap him. Um, David Middleton, and we now approach. Yeah, you keep mentioning David. David Middleton. Middleton was one person who broke into John's home. He was the only person to attempt to break into his estate. Did he work for John? Did no. he know John? No, no, in a he personal was he, way. He, no, he just knew about. He knew who he was. Yeah, exactly, it and was, lived. Lived in the area. Yep. Okay. So no one had attempted this before. He, he broke into John's home, and uh, I don't even really know how they knew it was him, but I guess I guess some some of his security detail got got an eye on him, and because he he hires explicitly locals, and it's a town of fifteen hundred people, somebody knew somebody, and they they knew, yeah. they knew it was him. Um. Now, according to the story, which we can't really corroborate either way. No, we're just kind of going, we're just kind of telling it. But this one seemed pretty legit. I mean, shit. So he wanted to teach David Middleton a lesson because 
he got his guys and he's like, I need some bad looking dudes to teach him a lesson. Okay. Not even part of his security detail. Picked up some fresh fresh talent right off of the streets of uh of Orange Walk of Carmelita. Okay. They went right to his home, which he spotted them and, and they chased him into uh into the woods, into the nearby woods. Which the woods of Belize is not like the woods of Pennsylvania, so Absolutely you have to shift what that looks like. Now there when they got him they 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 beat the hell out of him. Uh, they they tased him. They each tased him. They beat him. They practically tortured him with the taser, hitting every bit of his body. John wanted to talk to him personally, so they put him in a car with him where they apparently talked for a couple minutes. This uh, is after they beat the living piss the, out of him? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's messed up. He's, bad, he's in so bad shape. So this is all alleged. According to the word of some of his own guys, yeah. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... They they put him in one of his trucks and they drove him right into the center of town, where they pushed him out of the truck, and it was one of John's trucks. And uh, so you, they didn't kill him. No, they didn't kill him. They sent him a he, message. He, gen, he genuinely wanted to send a message. Apparently, he paid these guys three thousand bucks each for uh, for their night of work. How many guys? Three. Three guys. Um, definitely uh, sounds like a, a the head of a mob or a gang. Type at this point, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So, anyway, everybody saw there's the news report about it and everything about him getting pushed out of a white truck and shit. It's like it's and everybody knows John. Yeah, it's literally you can look that shit up. And, uh, anyway, he's in the uh, he's in the hospital and he won't give any names, he won't say anything, he won't he, he says he doesn't know the people, he has no idea what it was about in a town of 1500. Mm-hmm. Uh, he falls into a coma a few days later due, due to his injuries, and then he dies. So he did die. He says he did not know either of the men who drove a white pickup truck. He died on Friday at the KHMH, and it is now a murder investigation. It was a murder investigation, but not one that went very far. A good friend of David Middleton's was this guy named Eddie McCoy. And people call them Mac Ten. Uh, I remember this guy. Okay, coming. It's coming into play now. So he had gotten word that Mac Ten had is, is some kid who had some notoriety in the in the area as um, a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> but he he was apparently a friend of Dave's, and uh, he had gotten word that Dave died, and now. The story goes, John got word that Eddie was trying to kill him, and Eddie got word that John was trying to kill him. So eventually... So word out, the word was out they were both trying to kill each other. Yeah. Straight up gangster shit. Yeah. Like, they were, they both were basically... John, because he's a paranoid psychopath, and, and Eddie, because... Probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but John got a hold of him. He's like, no, no, no. Where they have like a sit down? Yeah, they had a sit down, and he's like, "I I heard you want to kill. I don't want to kill. Do you want to kill me? Because I don't want to kill." And Eddie's like, "No, I don't want to kill you. Do you want to?" See, I I watch too many gangster movies, so I see it as like, "Listen, you have potential. Why don't you come work for me?" That's yeah. That's kind of what it was. And yeah, yeah, same thing. He's like, he likes to keep his enemies close. He's like, anybody who tries to kill me, I'll I need them around. Yeah, I'll either beat the shit out of them, or I or I'll pay them. Like. The, the, anybody who's gonna try to rob me or hurt me is probably in it for money. In which case, I can just give them more of. Is how he saw. It. He was using at a cost yeah, for he, for them. He's doing the Tyrion Lannister method of of just living in Belize. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but <laughs> well, we just got a couple followers for it, so you're welcome. <laughs> Season eight sucked. All right. But yeah, so he was building a gang, and the local government thought so too. So I, what was the what was the actual um, the the team that 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 the went GSU in? the GSU Gang Team Suppression Unit? I yeah, believe it is. Yeah, apparently the most incorruptible police officers of Belize, just content to get gangs and their equipment out of their fucking country. They saw John McAfee as like practically an official gang member and leader now. They raided his after home. this after this whole ordeal. Yeah, they went after him. They shut down his property in Orange Walk. Yeah, 
and he basically moved back to San Pedro, the nice little resort on the beach. Oh, on the beach, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. Uh, after the GSU raided him, uh, he was he was officially arrested for unlicensed drug manufacturing and the possession of an unlicensed weapon. But he was uh, released, and he was neither convicted or charged with any crime. Wow. Yep. Simple and easy. All right. Gregory Fall was an expat who was also living in the area. He's an American expat. Right. Um, he, he was John's neighbor, and he was a little tired of John. He's not building a militia anymore but he's still very obtrusive he's yeah exactly so he's got dogs that just run amok on his property apparently and even again even in the documentary there's just dogs everywhere on the streets apparently there's there could be some pretty nasty yeah but i think john had a certain set of of dog like guard dogs yeah they were his dogs for sure but like uh, it just seems like there were strays everywhere anyway so gregory fall one day threatened to poison his dogs because he was getting so tired of them well the th- the story goes is there's a bar that greg frequented and in order to get to this bar that was on the beach he had to cross over john's part of the beach now the beach isn't anyone necessarily's it's not necessarily anyone's property right but oh right he still had to cross the area where uh john's dogs were and I think one day going to the bar or coming back from the bar, he said, yeah, he was going to do something yeah, about the dogs. Yeah, one of these dogs. days I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of these fucking dogs. Yeah, he was, he was getting pretty fed up. But didn't John kind of level with him and agree with him saying he was trying to do something about them too, like trying to train them in... I think so, but... No real attempt. Yeah, it, it, again, he was a very charismatic individual to talk to and kind of tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. And uh but he but he also lived an extremely obtrusive lifestyle. Um one day John's dogs did turn up poisoned. Um so to the point where at least one of them had to be put down. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. But yeah. the way he did it was really he shot them with a shotgun. Yeah, 12 yeah. gauge shotgun. Yeah, yeah, he took them and he shot them, which uh, was really like one of the girls who we didn't even mention his buying of women. Um but one of the girls said that was the first time and only time that she ever saw him cry was when he lost his dogs. Uh, right. I believe that. <laughs> um shit. Yeah, you don't have to be an eccentric to feel that way. Mhm. So, uh John feels Obviously, he's heartbroken for his dogs and then uh, angry. Yeah, very angry. Um, one of the girls says, one of the, one of his ladies that he kept around, um, and also according to... Uh, just, just for quick reference, John McAfee just has a random slew of women that he has access to. Yeah. Was I really living with seven women in Belize? Oh, that's a tricky one. Uh, there were, in fact, days when all seven were present. I, I would say prostitution, but not, not really. Not really. The charisma and the financial nexus of a small town, um, he just garnered women. Like, no one would say no to him, and he apparently treated them very nicely. Another common question is, did these women really try to kill me? Well, not all of them, of course. In fact, fewer than 50% tried to kill me. Should we mention the... What, the the alleged sexual acts? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to. Uh, so John had hammocks. Yeah, all the ladies in this documentary said they never even had sex with him conventionally. They He just... He specifically wanted them to sit in a hammock that had a little hole in it, and then he would ask them to proceed to defecate on his face and mouth. Antivirus... Super brain. Yeah. That's so every time you see McAfee on on your grandmom's computer, that little M in the corner, just think of that guy. Just why would they make that up? You know, there's no benefit. There's it's No, just, it's humiliating. Like why yeah, would you I, I, that's the only benefit. Let us humiliate him. No, like I feel like it's just as humiliating for them to admit to participating. Yeah. You, you know, like it. It's right. You. It's not something you like. Make up to yeah. like 
brag about. Like, yeah. <laughs> but apparently he wasn't even interested in having conventional any, sex. Any, any, like any conventional said. sex, yeah. Um I I don't know if his is there's any stories of his w- previous wives saying anything of the like, I, I don't know, like, but, but he's married now, so who knows what he's into, but yeah. that's besides the point. Besides the, point. the reason we bring up the sex acts is because of the women and the reason we bring up the women is because one of these girls who keeps appearing in the documentary brings up the case of uh eddie aka mac 10 who was apparently contracted out to put the hit on greg fall no uh, well allegedly between her seeing him that day where i guess he, he needed to talk to him after um after john's dogs died and uh and also cassius one of one of john's workers who apparently he tells he just deals out money he's like his treasure he's like hey pay two to two to this account three to this guy he okay would just, he would just deal out money um he apparently paid uh uh eddie mccoy about five thousand dollars for during that night so to get it clear cassius is the money guy Yep. And he dealt out how much? Five grand? Five grand to Eddie Mack. Eddie Mack, who for... Well, he won't obviously admit to, but Greg Fall turns up with a bullet in side of the head. Yeah, bullet in the head in his own home. TV on. Watching TV. Yeah, um, just, just I think that was it. I don't even know if there was a robbery. No. So... It was a straight out hit. Yeah, Gregory Fall shows up dead. Um... Uh, John gets wind of it, I'll say, and he goes, oh, shit, they're going to want to talk to me. That's it. So, yeah, he he flees the country because, according to him, the country is corrupt, and they, if he is taken into custody, even for questioning for this murder, they will kill him. Yeah. Authorities haven't approached him. No. About any type of questioning no. yet. No. But we- he's just assuming ahead of time, I'm going to be suspect number one. So he hightails it out of Dodge and goes to Guatemala. He he entered Guatemala illegally and he had the means to enter Guatemala legally, but he he, he just chose he, not to. Well, he he didn't want to spend the time still in Belize. He wanted to hightail it. Okay. And he just he wanted to just get out and Okay. So anyway, they got him there. They got him under arrest for entering the country illegally. So yeah, they denied his is um that's right they denied his appeal to for asylum, and they that's what it was he yeah, claimed asylum yeah, yeah and they were gonna and then they were planning on deporting him back to Belize for questioning in the murder yeah he was a but person of interest for the obvi- obviously for the murder of Greg Gregory Fall his lawyer gave him some advice I was put in jail and the following morning they were intending to deport me back to Belize. My lawyer came to my cell. He just said, I cannot file an appeal until 3 o'clock. So until 3, they can deport you. He said, do you understand? I go, yes, I understand fully. (laughs) So anyway, uh, weirdly and coincidentally, John has uh, uh, chest pains while he's being held. So they rush him to a hospital. Wow. (laughs) And uh, so he delays any possible processing until after 3 p.m. Yeah, he, he literally stalled the process and then they send him back because, to the States. Because, uh, and not only that, but apparently because they missed their window, they wouldn't have been able to deport him for another 15 years. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but. So they, they send him back they, to like. They send him back to the U.S., and, which he claims he wanted the whole time. <laughs> It's hard to believe. He amassed a fortune. He fucked off to Belize. He created uh, a militia. Uh, it got shut down. His neighbor died mis- under mysterious circumstances. Yeah, very shady circumstances. He f- Another guy died after he was essentially beaten to death. Publicly, yeah. Um, he flees the country again, arrested sent back to America and then what does he decide to do um is he investigated for his crimes is is anybody questioning him about his time in Belize and 
what weird circumstances is is Gregory Falls' father ever going to get any sort of a closure about what happened to his son? Does Allison ever get any kind of justice for her accusation, even investigation, let alone justice? Nobody's even looked into her claims into what this guy is allegedly done to her down in Belize and Belize simply doesn't have the resources to to deal with you know these these murder cases I mean if you look at the man that was sent into a coma via John's henchman uh, that's a homicide yeah it was a murder investigation and Gregory Fall is certainly a murder investigation with a bullet to the brain and they don't the they don't even have the forensic technology to fingerprint. No. Let alone do blood work and DNA and hair sampling. Forget about all that stuff. Forensic technology virtually non-existent in Belize. They have never convicted anybody of, of murder in Belize for based on any forensic evidence. The only way they convict anybody of murder in that country is if they get somebody on record saying, yes, I killed that person. So confession, yep. which is something nobody does. No. So I, and I don't, I don't Especially know. Especially when you know I the law. I don't know where he was getting the narrative that if he was taken into custody for the simple investigation of this crime, he would have been killed. He was he practically, well, he did own the police in Carmelita, at least the local police. Um, he, uh, he, he owned the police in, in San Pedro, uh, practically. Yeah. He, um, but after he gets back to the States, it's like. Well, I mean, he gets a, a DUI real quick. Uh, well, in in Henderson County, ten, Tennessee, he was driving under the influence and uh, he had a firearm while intoxicated. But don't worry, he cleaned up his act. And the following year, he submits his bid for the U.S. presidency. <laughs> Even it's a hard left. I'm turning my act around, man. I'm running for president. Yeah, I, I know what you know. You know what the world needs. I know what the world needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of bath salt videos out there on YouTube if you want to check them out. We're we're over here talking about like the the breakdown of of how he probably got away with murder twice and rape and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I encourage our listeners please look into just the whirlwind of of nonsense you can find on him online the weird ass yeah. videos that just go on his twitter feed and try to keep up so i was just curious what is your general philosophy towards life and doing things like do you subscribe to a particular religion or ideology no i, I don't because <laughs> there's only one religion and that's your religion and there's only one divine book or they call it the Koran or the Bible or Gita it doesn't fucking matter all right it doesn't fucking matter um you are the divine entity in your life and the organized religions are designed to suck you away from you and turn you into a sheep that becomes a productive member of this society what does that mean you produce all the fucking goods that the people at the top consume. It doesn't get produced without sheep. So you have an option here. The option is, are you going to be true to yourself? No matter what anybody says, no matter what fingers they point at you, no matter how insane you might appear to everybody else, you got no choice but to be true to that. And then, oh, fuck me, just wait and see what happens. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. But he, he totally reintegrated himself into society. He, he legitimized himself. He nearly won the, the libertarian candidacy. Yeah, yeah, um, he, yeah, you're right. I don't know how that happened. He just, he, he swooped in swooped in and just reestablished himself as like a, a network security expert and a new voice on 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 uh cryptocurrency so and currently that's all i anytime i do see him you know ranting it's about cryptocurrency it's yeah. not about 
you know, antivirus software or pharmaceutical no, drugs. No, it's it's with, just cryptocurrency. He's which been is, done with antivirus software for years, although he claims well, yeah, to sure, still be the a leading security expert. I he's, doubt that. he's really pushing cryptocurrency, like yeah. hard. I mean, I, I guess that's the because only way to go for him right now, but I don't know. I'm just interested in the crime, and I hope, you know, there's some form of justice served. I Well... He was, um, I mean, he he lost the pre- the U.S. presidency. That's a big spoiler. Gary so, Johnson beat him out. Yeah. Uh, update for this year. I mean, January as of January nineteenth, he was uh, he was on the run from the U.S. authorities and living internationally. Yeah, he uh, tweets his his location every now and then. He, I I don't know if he tries to be cryptic, but he tweeted. Of course, where he, he was, does. But. Hear me out, because he tweeted a picture of where he was staying recently. I don't know, maybe about three weeks ago, and it had the giant hotel. It was, I think, it was in Switzerland or maybe Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a giant hotel name that you could just anybody could just look at it and Google it, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I found out exactly the part of town where he was. It didn't take me long. But my guess is he's leaking out photos photos later after he's already left and oh, then like, just, you know, tweeting out his location. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe. He's not an idiot. No, he's that's that's one thing I've gleaned is that he's he's not an idiot by any measure. He's um at some point some uh someone described him as uh, Belize's own Donald Trump was Oof. when when he was like fueling the re- like real estate and jobs and and shit like that you know was actually speaking highly of him and i kind of still not a compliment no not a compliment but like he does seem like a more um effective version of like trump someone who talks himself up a lot is also able to generate headlines knows how yeah. to use that to their advantage um only with with mcafee i i can't get make heads or tails on him i i think he genuinely is just an extreme person who loves fr- his own freedom? I I think he doesn't. Understand. That's definitely fair to say. I think he 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 thinks himself enlightened. Maybe he thinks and he, because he has experienced more of life that he is inherently more enlightened or, or something. I don't know. That's he leaves um, people broken in his wake, broken and confused, and and confused um, for sure. Confused. Some people have definitely been broken and, by him. And again, if you keep looking back, barring, say, the anti-security software, which immediately turned to shit after he left, um, there's more effective ways of doing nearly everything he attempted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Uh, even if he wanted to, even if he was concerned with the immediacy of, of human suffering around him, as he says in Belize, he could have funded... Not the police. He could have funded schools. He could have funded. Yeah. He could have funded roads, me- medicine. He could like actual medicine. Yeah, like actually, he, like build a hospital. Yeah, and... he could have done a lot of shit. Yeah, and he didn't have to. And instead, he had twelve guys on his payroll, or twelve guys around him on his payroll every day, all day, not counting the the security and his compound and and whatever he's gifting the women and the police and the. Like, right? That's why I'm saying there's definitely something else going yeah, on. Yeah, I think he just I th- I feel like he just went off and lived his weird heart of darkness fantasy where he's just playing GTA in real life <laughs> because he can. Yeah, and another example of a, a an elitist who can pretty much, from what it seems, get away with murder. Yeah, I believe so. Um, he was uh, arrested in July of this year. Him and his, uh, yeah, him and his buddies were arrested while his yacht was docked at Puerto Plata, uh, Dominican Republic, and I guess on this was on suspicion of carrying high-caliber weapons and ammunition. It's pretty much every time it's for for guns, guns, just having guns. But look, they were held for four days before being released. Yeah, and no charge, no charge, no charges. He's fine. No attempts to bring him back to Belize or anything. I, I just don't understand he it. He just coasts. <laughs> I 
that's really kind of the whole story. And uh, I guess to this day, you can kind of see his Twitter, see what he's up to. Yeah, Tweet, I mean, I guess um, we'll update you if anything should happen. Yeah, I mean, if you have any questions, tweet at him and ask him why he got away with murder. See what he says. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he'll leak something out inadvertently. He's getting old. 74. <laughs> yeah. As we've learned, 74-year-olds are um, colorful on Twitter, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, with that, I think we're going to sign off. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this weird version of A Dark Tale. Definitely a weird version. Um, but I think we have some some a uh, couple shades darker coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if uh, if that's your cup of tea, but we we thank you for joining anyway. And if you'd like to get in touch with us at the podcast, you can email us at a darktailpodcast at gmail .com. You can get in touch with me personally on Twitter at Joe underscore the host. Or again, shout out to the podcast personally at dark tale pod and uh yeah we'll see you next time yeah hey send us uh, some reviews and ratings uh, uh itunes uh anything you know? apple podcasts preferably <laughs> believe five it stars. Five stars. Pre pre believe it or not it does help our little show here so give us a review give us a rating it, every little bit helps and we really appreciate it thanks a lot guys and watch your backs out there because as you know evil could be anywhere I'm John McAfee and I have so many wrinkles because cocaine. <laughs> because cocaine. <laughs> Look at my teeth. They're not real, but they're hanging real low. <laughs> Shit on my face. <laughs> <laughs>